0: Say a torso, but you know what? A toteso, a fucking a torso. Hello and welcome back to the Bottleman, that podcast that you listen to uh, with Riley and Dan uh, about nothing so much as the various uh, goings on uh, north of the border uh or if you're in canada uh also north of the border i suppose because you are listening from canada and the border is primarily south of you that's right uh, yeah <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> hold what on what do we think what do we think of my tight new intro i um
1: i like it but i'm uh i, f- I feel like somebody has blindfolded me and spun me around and then said uh just like walk 30 paces west every.
0: Yes, that's the that's the other thing. If you are listening to this at uh, at home, uh please spin yourself around, walk 30 paces to your west and then um uh, uh exits are north and south. Uh you see a table and an old fireplace.
1: Uh what do you do?
0: <laughs>
1: you have uh you have discovered a potion shop. Uh yeah. would you like to buy something or would you like to sell something?
0: Uh you have dis- you have discovered a uh potion shop that contains uh, uh, that um, famous uh, uh, black and white photograph of the two women kissing, but there have been blunts photoshopped into their hands. How much do you pay for it?
1: <laughs> Welcome to Montreal, baby. I assume that's what goes on there. That's right. That's right. We, the- I would really love to do like a Zork style text adventure that was just um, getting from one end of Canada to the other. That would be good.
0: So what you start off in, um, you start off in, 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 in like, yeah, Halifax. Yeah And it's say like obvious exits Are north, south And west And mm-hmm. you just have
1: to keep Hitting W For like four days Yeah You <laughs> sit in front of your computer And hit W For four days Until you reach uh, uh, Nanaimo British Columbia Where you die instantly
0: yeah, yeah yeah, You you were killed You were killed by a flood Congratulations <laughs> Your score was 300 Oh my I, I actually have been Playing Zork Again
1: recently well, um, I could kind of tell <laughs> <laughs> that rules I, I, I wasn't entirely sure But I kind of I, I had a feeling I was like Somebody's digging into The old text-based adventures
0: Someone seems a little Zorky recently Yeah you know, I'm like, I like I, I like things like Zork Because I like I like how finicky they are So if you say Like, like Zork is actually The least here, Here's some fucking Here's a pussy Getting ass sentiment um, so this is that uh, Zork is the least finicky Of all of the text based games
1: Right Zor- so, so it's AI Whatever is reading your 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 inputs is, uh, is not looking for like An exact yeah. An exact wording
0: So you could say something like uh, Hit troll with elven sword And it will parse that successfully uh, Which I think is very fun And very impressive considering it was made in 1979 yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is uh, actually uh the Bottleman is now under new management. Uh it is now a socialist Zork podcast. Uh welcome to Zork Talk. <laughs> we are we are uh, talking of, Where we talk about uh we talk with, yeah, it's, it's like no, Socialist Soprano's podcast that's done. It's over. It's yeah. finished. Market is saturated. Too many of them. Uh we're now this is we're breaking ground in the uh Sort of socialist content mining business, and this is a podcast <laughs> all about taking a leftist
1: look at Zork we're doing Zork, uh, we're doing wizardry, um, we're doing Ultima all the way up to quest of the avatar <laughs> we're even
0: doing uh, rogue we're even doing rogue saying ro- yeah. roguelikes are like uh, uh, neoliberalism because they try to create uh, crises that businesses have to improvise. To, you know, things of this nature, right? I think people would like that.
1: Yeah, they would I like mean, to
0: listen to us talk about Zork.
1: <laughs> I think you can really see the influence of uh, Milton Friedman on Caves of Cud. You know, like
0: <laughs> oh, so hey, I do want to talk about. Hey, we're gonna do a little, uh, a little TF. Listenership plummeting. <laughs> I, was just, I, was just, I, I can't wait till we release this to just get a little text message from Apple, uh, from Tim Apple himself at around like three minutes in. It's like, uh, your podcast is no listeners ever since you and Dan started talking about Zork. <laughs> It'll be a graph.
1: Here's where Riley mentions Zork for the first time. And here's where the Patreon money dropped to zero. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to kill any business,
0: just associate it with Zork yeah and that's fine like that's actually no that's what we need to do that's how we're gonna stop climate change is we're just gonna associate like i don't know like out like barrett gold or whatever we're just gonna go in and and we're gonna say this is a zork company now
1: Dude, I'm going to mint an NFT uh, that is Zork based and uh, completely pull the bottom out of the NFT market. People will look at it and be like, it's not going to be, they won't look at a gorilla that's like half Terminator smoking like a blunt and say, Uh this is stupid. They will look at uh, a screenshot of uh, some text from Zork that has been minted as an NFT and say, you know what? This is fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, they're going to, it's going to, you, you, you may get eaten by a Gru. What the fuck? Fuck this. This is Just dumb. Sucks. I'm, go, I'm going Seems, back to, <laughs> this is dumb and fake. <laughs> I'm going back to trading calls on the S&P 500. Fuck this. <laughs> fuck this Zork shit. <laughs> Boo. You real. you know, I could really bake your noodle with though. Did yeah. you know that you could make an NFT of Zork?
1: Like the entire game? You could make yes. an, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess... <laughs> this is my copy of Zork, okay? No is one else's. My, this is my copy of Leisure Suit Larry.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that'd be... Okay, well, I mean, because mostly, if you remember, an NFT is just like... It's basically just a sign that points to something, someplace, somewhere is hosted. Yep. And so you could... Your NFT is really just like, whatever is here, I own. And so okay. you could... Basically, again, then the because on the blockchain it it stores the yeah it's it's a sign basically, and so you could conceivably have an NFT of Zork or Leisure Suit Larry or any number of these things, and that's how yeah like you say that's how we're going to bring this whole uh, edifice because people just like uh, the the Borg gorilla like smoking a big blood people (laughs) like that kind of thing, but they're not going to like video games from before video games were cool. They're not going to so, like Leisure Suit Larry. They're not going to like Zork. They're not going to <laughs> they're not going to like Oh, they might like the Doom guy because that's
1: sort of retro. Yeah, but they're not yeah. going to
0: like uh, uh, the the game where you get frozen by the ice wizard. That other text-based adventure. Oh you know? yeah,
1: that's a good one. Um so like a save state in uh fantasy star one i could save Ooh. that as an nft Ooh, like i bought i bought fantasy star online uh when i had a sega
0: dreamcast i really thought dreamcast was going to be the way it all went sadly uh, no it was so it was a good system it was ahead of its time i i had fantasy star online which i couldn't figure out how to play because i don't think i was in japan uh i had yep uh, skies <laughs> of arcadia i had power stone i had shenmue uh oh, I, shenmue I, I, and then I, I had the little the, the the fucking memory card that was also the little Game Boy like as every <laughs> element of that was just a perfect. It sucks that it was that it was anyway. Sorry, this is NFT stuff, right? This is NFT talk, and we're gonna make an NFT of Zork, and then we're gonna yes. get everyone in Chevron playing Zork. We're gonna get Christian Freeland to go on stage and play Zork at a, at a rally. That's yeah, what we're gonna like, do.
1: More like Azork Battalion is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, exits are North South and Donbass. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Is that a deaf Zork Talk for one podcast? You think? I, th- I think so. For now. We've hit the yo. You know what? Those listeners, they better shell out the Patreon money, or Zork Talk is coming back. That's right. Don't <laughs> right? think we won't Don't think we won't do it. We, we will play Zork on the podcast and Dan will say what it is that I'm doing. I'll which read is it mostly... Out. Just getting and in, going into the forest, finding the bird egg, and then just continuing to walk through it infinitely in case I... Because I, I keep thinking that, like, maybe the developers put something special in there, but they no. didn't.
1: You got to smack no. that grew, man. Hit that grew. <laughs>
0: hit, the, hit that grew. <laughs> uh, okay. No. Zork talk over. We're going right. to... I'm
1: going to do a little TF.
0: We're going to do a little TF thing. Um, yeah. I want to talk about a startup with you that I found, that you found actually, that everyone on the internet found and talked about and complained about it so much that it got its website deleted like right away
1: <laughs> because everyone who started, it literally had to delete its account. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it, it got deleted off of the internet uh, because uh, it's such a terrible idea. Um, but I, I think it's sort of illustrative to to think about, right? It's, I, I'm, I wanted to talk about it a little bit. And I, you know, I, 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 don't. I, I, I give all my TF friends all of the sort of startup talk. I think it's time the bottleman got muscled in on TF's territory. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Yeah. We're fucking doing it. Uh. So it's this. It's this company, and it was. This was not some small. This wasn't just like some guy making a website with kind of a harebrained idea. This was backed by Y Combinator, which is one of the largest startup uh, incubators out there. How that That's works right. basically is like you sort of you have an idea you pitch it to them and then you kind of go into Y Combinator and you develop you, they give you the resources to make it into a business give
1: you some investment uh, and then they'll like Okay wait is this kind of like um, this is kind of what, like what the Alberta government wants to turn all the empty commercial space into in Calgary right like sort of so Y uh,
0: Combinator generates actual companies the companies don't do anything but it does successfully churn out registered businesses the pl- right. what, the, an, an innovation center is very different. It's a place where you can go, like, sh- well, like fucking uh, Imperial Oil or whatever, can like sponsor a Google Glass hangout or like a Facebook like Ray Ban hangout zone, where you yeah, can go uh, and like look at the green oil well of the future uh, with some f- the virtual reality goggles. That That's sounds... what they're turning all the commercial space in uh, Calgary into. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Okay. No- Innovation centers mostly are places where like tech demos happen. But what's very funny is they very, a lot of them just like are made because someone has some extra money one time. And so a lot of the time you'll see like, let's just say this: it's a, an innovation center is a place that will have a PS2 as soon as it's out and then for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's a place you can go play like that Gran Turismo game for PS2 in 2016. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. Innovation centers are stupid. Anyway, no, a startup incubator is a little different. It's, uh. it takes the, you go in, you pitch at your business, almost like a university app. Like it's seen as a almost like a, a Silicon Valley version of a university. You refer to yourself as like a Y Combinator alumnus. Okay. Um, and then you go in and then you like, all of these sort of experienced venture capitalists basically like help you design your company and do your business plan. And then on demo day, right? They invite all the like Andreessen Horowitz and all the Sand Hill Road people, uh, to come in and then look at all of the companies that have and then most of them get pro like if you if you into if you get into Y Combinator, chances are you're gonna become a very rich sociopath at some point.
1: How badly do you have to fuck up to not get picked? Like
0: Well, I mean I mean look, this is this is almost a whole different thing, but it sort of depends on what the rest of the economy is doing. Um it's very little of it actually is related to like how good you are at making is like you have to be a minimum level of competence but right. like very little of it has to do with how good you are at making startups because the reason that startup investing is so popular one of the reasons is just that there's very little else to profitably put money into and well, so
1: I mean except for um smoking ape nfts
0: <laughs> yeah of course well th- I mean there's yeah that's why the smoking ape nfts are around as well um but uh, th- so there's very little uh, places to put money and so, like a lot of why you're buying a startup is kind of the same why you invest in a startup is kind of the same reason why you would buy a you know um, uh, why you would buy a, a smoking ape giving the shocker hand gesture as an NFT It's because you think someone else will pay more for it later. Um, right. And so, because you just have tons of money, a lot of it's Saudi, and you need to just put <laughs> it places, um, then you uh, you you basically you, you're. You're, there's a rush to just invest in as many of these things as possible because you don't care if it loses everything because the whole goal is to try to pawn it off on some greater fool. Yes. Um, and so that's why, like, so you, but generally speaking, you don't even really want to become a unicorn yourself. You just want to get bought by Google, Facebook, Amazon, or Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you cash out and, uh, and that's that. Yeah. And then you go and, um, you know, you buy a you buy a, a mansion in Lake Tahoe, and uh, you know, just uh, feast on the, uh, the the souls of uh, <laughs> feast on the souls of ten thousand psychers a day. As a matter of fact, <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> no. So th- th- this is so that's what I mean. This is a company that very much has a kind of legitimate background, right? It is not some fly by night website where some someone had a kooky idea unlike right. red r, reddit r slash startup ideas no this is like an actual thing that went to y combinator
1: so there's a, there's, a, there's like a patina of legitimacy around these things yes absolutely
0: uh so it's called skip the
1: interview uh, uh it sounds like skip the dishes i've heard of that that's cool
0: <laughs> Ooh, that's a, it, it's it's a skip the interview it's uh for getting people into anarchist houses
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. skip with skip the interview uh, you can avoid the uncomfortable situation of sitting down on a couch that is just crawling with bedbugs, and uh, having people ask you what your astrological sign is, and then have a struggle session about um, how well you're going to fit in.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a, a startup that allows. It says, "Hey, we're not going to ask if you're going to do the dishes because uh, my friend, my friend, White Mike." Uh, who i also buy weed from said (laughs) that you're probably pretty cool
1: and Um, we already know that you're okay with our quote-unquote composting toilet which is just a trench uh uh, every time
0: i hear a new (laughs) fact about the anarchist squat that you've lived in i just develop another shudder i i I shudder in ways i
1: didn't know i possibly could uh, to be fair i never lived in a place with a um Let's say a DIY composting toilet, aka trench. But I did shoot a music video at an anarchist squad in Portland where, um, when we went in to set up for location, uh, I said, What is that smell? And, uh, the director who lived next door said, Oh, they dug a toilet in the backyard because the plumbing is all kinds of messed up here.
0: And you shot a video there, huh?
1: Yeah, sure did. Uh huh. Did you have to go to the bathroom at any point? I just went next door to the house that had a toilet. <laughs> see,
0: this is why uh, you <laughs> must trust the immortal science of Marxism, Leninism over anarchism, because the Soviet Union, for uh, all of its faults, and they did, one or two, not as many as people say, did have toilets. Uh, let's did. see. Let's see uh, Spanish uh, anarchists uh, who always fuck up my uh, plans to uh, uh, have Republican Spain win hearts of iron. Uh, let's see how <laughs> they dig a toilet.
1: I That's why Barcelona plumbing. never took off, man. It was just too much poops in the street. No one could enjoy no. their uh, no one could enjoy their tapas, you know?
0: So <laughs> we're talking skip the interview.
1: Yeah. Uh, so okay.
0: basically, it's a way of it saying, "We're hey, job interviews, they suck. They don't work." Uh, it, like many sort of crazy, poorly thought out evil startups, it sort of does identify an actual problem, which is that job interviews are fucking ridiculous. It's yes. an insane idea that you can sort of guess how well someone is going to like do JavaScript um, by like sitting down and asking them to like I don't know like like find a like like t- estimate yeah how many bowling balls could fit in a Boeing seven forty seven.
1: Or by having them do like a a sixty year old personality test designed by a German racist, you know, yeah. like
0: <laughs> exactly. Or just like sit down and see if you vibe. That's yeah, like, as, <laughs> oh, that's I,
1: that's yeah. that's the worst.
0: Yeah, it's uh I'm, I like that of all of them. That's the only one that makes even a little bit of sense to me, to be honest. Because like you're going to be around this person a lot, you should see if you're going to vibe with them. But it's mm-hmm. not going to be able to like really nail. How, most, most job interviews, whether or not you have the cloak of the racist personality test or the E-meter or the question about how many piano tuners in London, uh, the answer is <laughs> approximately 175. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll figure I'll tell you how I got that later. You see um, a tortoise lying on its back. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's, it's, hey, you, instead of just giving the Voigt Comp test to people we think are replicants, we're going to give them this, uh, this startup has a new idea right so it's a job interviews are actually completely fucking stupid but what this one says is hey what we're gonna do we're gonna tap into uh the social the social realities of existing in a white collar economy it's mostly for white collar jobs this one um yeah and we're gonna say hey instead of uh instead of of just applying for a job why don't we add a kind of gambling element to it you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's, uh,
1: that's what you want when you're looking for financial security <laughs> in an increasingly uh, chaotic job market.
0: Yeah, you, you basically have to go around to everyone else you've worked with and be like, would you bet $50 on me not getting fired after two months for a new job? Yes. And so the, what the tech company does, and they, remember, this is a technology company somehow. Mm. I, don't what, I don't know what technology they have built. Other than just um, having a website.
1: Maybe it's technology in the Scientology um, definition of it. It's like, you know, we're talking about uh, human technology here, <laughs> ideas.
0: <laughs> sort of right. Um, so uh, basically, so you have to get like, I don't know, like $10,000 of sponsorship or whatever if your job is like a sort of highly paid software engineer thing. And then uh, you go into, and then you get all these people to like put money into like, I don't know, like a tontine, like a sort of white collar tontine sort of. Mm-hmm. And then if you, and then you're going to like interview to, instead of interviewing to be a lead product designer, basically, they're saying, well, enough people have like bet that you're going to be doing a good job here uh, that, you know, you're going to, that if you, if you do well, right, then yeah. everyone makes double their money back. But if you get shit canned, then uh, you, no one gets their money back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, I, like, it's just, I think it's so cool to add an element of, a, I will need to talk to 40 people and ask them to part with like 50 bucks. I, I'll have to ask them to gamble on me. Again, it's solving a problem, but like it's it's, or it's not solving a problem. It's addressing a real problem uh, by being like, we're going to take the racism out of job interviews by making it just about the facts. And people are going to be uh, you know more serious if there's actual money on the line. Um, mm-hmm. But like basically using the law like it's it's like asking Milton Friedman to help you spin a roulette wheel but that decides if you get a job <laughs> more or less like it doesn't make any fucking sense uh I but guess, I think
1: I guess you could do like um you could do a type of class where you could get a job at a company where the median income was like pretty high and then convince all those people to bet on you um for your next job bet like most of their salary And then purposely get fired from the next Uh, job. The
0: problem is you don't keep that money. You would basically just you would be transferring from a bunch of white collar workers to another company. It it sort of kind of comes out in the wash. I'm afraid there's no uh, there's no Uh, revolutionary use for uh, this moronic
1: (laughs) gambling system. You're telling me I can't? Are you telling me I can't do Bolshevism with skip the interview?
0: I'm I'm sorry. I'm afraid. Of, like, I talked about dismantling the master's house, the master's tools. I'm afraid this tool is very stupid and will not work to dismantle the house. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, it's like, okay, so you can't get like, you basically just literally, oh, we're going to take the discrimination process out of job interviews by being like, yeah, all you have to do is ask your friends who are able to part with all part with $50 on like a bet to sponsor you. As though that's not sort of um, re-entrenching some, but like in a different way, so that no, so that like the dumbass who created this company doesn't see it.
1: Basically, yes, yes, I can see a lot of abuses of this happening too. It seems like there are a lot of there are a lot of entry points for scams here. The problem is once you have a startup in Y
0: Combinator, uh, you can't really change it. You just have to because it's also like the other thing about something that skipped the interview is that remember the founder Chris Evans, not the. Uh, that the, the the muscular fellow, I think a different Chris Evans, um, right? Uh, the founder, he's not really. None of these companies are supposed to actually do anything, mm-hmm. right? They're supposed to create some IP. That then and and then once they've created the IP, they're supposed to then um, uh, 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 just sort of look promising. And then another larger company, so like I don't know, Workday in this case, another HR. Firm, they're hoping that Workday will buy them, so that another one of Workday's competitors doesn't buy them first, and then Workday is able to use their IP to roll out like a feature on Workday for like referral. Workday's HR management software right. to roll out a feature uh, for like people to play, uh, you know, slots uh, with their <laughs> friends' jobs, right? Like that's what these companies yeah. are actually meant to do. They're meant to get bought. Not so that the features can then be added and scaled up by a larger company, but so that larger company can protect itself from another company doing that, even if they don't intend to do it. Right. So this is an enormous they... amount. That's, what this, that's why I think this is kind of the same. And why I want to talk about this. This is kind of the same as the apes, the Borg apes smoking weed. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Where yeah. it's just like all these, ma- these astronomical sums of money, but that are just sort of completely invented, like more invented than normal money. Um uh, just sort of being being put to use it for for these things that are just disgust that are disgusting in every way. Um but that like the only difference between like the the NFT of the ape and uh skip the interview is basically aesthetic. Like that's more or less it. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, absolutely. It just appeals to a different demographic of yeah. uh sucker. <laughs>
0: but the whole the whole thing is basically just like it, it is just it's it's a, it's shaped like it's like Canada. It's shaped like a company. It has employees. It has a founder. It's incorporated probably in Delaware. You know, but it's not. But it doesn't do any production. It just sort of is there to be kind of traded around, and you hope that someone buys you out of it. Basically, at some yeah, because
1: we've reached a point where there's nothing else to make. We can't yeah. create. We can't create anything else. So we have aside, to. Aside from Funko Pops of me and you. Yes, that's true. And that's the last um, thing, and and a zork that is uh, a zork like that is uh, based in Canada. Oh are- yes,
0: somebody. Okay, I, I imagine there are probably like a bunch of nerds that listen to this. Um, if I you're a nerd so. and you listen to this, uh, please make a zork style game for Canada. Um, yeah, but please we promise please, no more zork
1: talk. Please include uh, uh, all of our favorites, uh, Tim Hortons. You know, um, uh, maybe there's an Arcells confer- concert Ooh. involved.
0: I think uh you should be able to go to how about this how about this uh zork dog river oh my god (laughs) but you play you play as hank yeah yeah exactly
1: we might run into some uh copyright issues so um maybe his name is uh hank uh
0: yeah his name his name is his name is uh uh thank yeah
1: Uh, red ass
0: Yeah, Brett, we're going to make a Zork-like of Brett ass. Um, All right. Uh, Let us, uh, let's go on. Uh, Because we've got, we've got a whole, a whole thing happening with
1: our deputy prime minister, don't we? Yes, we do. It's uh, Freeland mania has gripped Canada yet again. Just uh, everyone's got Freeland fever. Well, a certain demographic of liberals um, riding high after the incredible gains made in uh, the uh, tumultuous election that we just had are... they're they're sweating and shaking in bed. They have a little bag of ice. Uh, they've got a thermometer coming out of their mouth, and the mercury is just shooting out of the end of it. That's how that's how bad the Freeland fever is up here. I but. saw
0: I saw one video of Christian Freeland saying that uh, Vladimir Putin was uh chuji, and now this happened to me. I'm shaking in bed. <laughs> I'm shaking.
1: I'm literally uh, shaking. Uh, uh. So so I mean this. This thing that we're about to talk about uh, is kind of bittersweet for me. Um, The sweet part is that I think listeners of this podcast will, will, as as you'll see, it kind of sort of reinforces all of the things that we uh, were talking about in our Victims of Communism episode and uh, in in our specific episodes about Christia Freeland, her family and her life and her life in politics. The bitter part, Riley. <laughs>
0: yes, uh-huh. is
1: that it is going to make me fucking go insane. Ah, oh, uh, I, I would hate if that happened. I'm, am, I'm, am, I am gonna lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, so, the thing that kicked off Freeland Fever, the 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 patient zero for this um, this round of Freeland Fever, was a Globe and Mail special report by Simon Miles. Um, simon miles is a guest speaker at harvard's davis center for russian and eurasian policy and as an aside just because i was like who is this guy uh i looked up uh his area of research and some articles he's written huge reagan fan loves ronald reagan to the point where he wrote a recent article about kasim Suleimani's uh murder and uh asked the question everyone else was wondering what would ronald reagan have done in this situation
0: uh probably the same thing, except somehow figured out how to uh profit from the uh global uh powder cocaine trade.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> he would he would have made a little money on the side. Uh
0: yeah, he would he would have done like he would have taken out life insurance on costum Silvani beforehand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
1: crafty, crafty guy. Um yeah. so so Simon Miles uh wrote this special report for Globe and Rail. Uh adding detail to this thing that we covered a few months ago in on one of our Freeland episodes, which is Freeland's activities as a quote-unquote student in Gorbachev-era Ukrainian SSR. So, Yeah,
0: she was she was over there studying a language that she already spoke. Uh, <laughs> where else are you going to learn a language you already speak unless you go
1: to the place where they invented it? Jesus. Exactly. Um, the title of the article, KGB archives show how Christia Freeland drew the ire, and then brackets, and respect of Soviet intelligence services, uh-huh. and I'm just going to say right off the top:
0: How come the Soviet intelligence services were watching a student? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> why? Why would the KGB be interested in someone who was studying uh, Ukrainian in Lviv? You know? Yeah, I wonder why. It's, it's kind it be, of the same. Yes, could it be Riley? Possibly. Could it be because Christia Freeland had, at that point, written articles for Radio Free Liberty? <laughs>
0: I mean, this is basically just the fucking Michaels all over again. It is. Right. Where you, you're, you look, you're suppo- like the whole point of being like a middle manager brained Canadian, right, is thinking, is, is sort of thinking yourself. I'm like an American, but a little bit European. And then uh, looking at a guy whose main job is, I don't know, like uh, just like knowing Kim Jong Un and being like, he got arrested for being too good of a businessman in China. That's right. uh, yeah, absolutely The Chinese just randomly arrested some guys because Who his, happened to be ridiculously intelligence connected
1: His tour company uh, Taking people back and forth across the Chinese-North Korean border Was so entrepreneurially successful That he got right close to Kim Jong-un And, and they became best friends yeah. And they texted each other all the time It's amazing It was
0: That's the like, exact plot of like this The first half of the second act of the interview Where they're just friends Yes. That was the entire thing. And with none of the intelligence involvement that also that movie The interview had. But no, so this is not about this is not Michael's talk, right? The Michaels need their rest. We're, we're talking freely.
1: Well, we might have to circle back to the Michaels. But yeah, for now, okay, so rest, for, rest, young Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet baby boys. Dream, dris, dream, pleasant dreams. <laughs> Lay your heads down. Maybe uh, one of you is laying your head on the other one's uh, barrel shaped chest. The <laughs> moonlight glinting off. Is someone gonna anyway, draw Michael
0: someone, is someone gonna draw Michael's Yowie? <laughs> I wanna see Michael's
1: Yowie.
0: <laughs> uh speaking and also that's uh that's actually the um that's actually uh, the, the name of my Polish cousin, Michael's Yowie.
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna read I'm gonna read from this uh this article. Uh yes, please. Th- basically uh so it's talking about um it's talking about KGB uh material which by the way, these KGB archives have been uh, unsealed and open to the public since 2015. So it's interesting that this is coming out now. Just saying. Um, so the materials show what drew Soviet intelligence uh, services attention to the then troublesome young Canadian. Why was she th-
0: troublesome?
1: Yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> we're about to find out who is the
0: subject. How come of the- a student studying in another country is constantly doing stuff that's troubling the government of that country?
1: Yeah. How come indeed? Um uh choose the subject of denouncements in the Soviet press and even warranted a feature in top secret KGB documents. Such like a normal student thing, Just to a happen. normal a normal thing. Yeah. In articles bearing titles like Abuse of hosp- Hospitality, Soviet newspapers publicly lambasted the Canadian vis- visitor for recklessly meddling in Soviet Union affairs with malice and afterthought. Um
0: so, okay, well, and but th- again that's something that I do between classes when I'm studying for school.
1: That's something I definitely did as a, as a 20 year old, you know, uh, yeah, just malice, malice afterthought. Uh, so this is a, so the Kiev newspaper, Pravda Ukraini um, asks a few, I think pretty pertinent questions. Uh, did so? Uh, what business did someone from Edmonton have leaving us had leaving us leading a civic organization for the preservation of the Ukrainian language in Ukraine? Why did someone in Ukraine, uh, someone coming to Ukraine to study Ukrainian, spend so little time doing so at the university sponsoring her visit, and why study when, as the televised rallies at which she spoke, time and time again, clearly showed, she spoke the language? What? Uh, but that's the, these are
0: interesting and pertinent questions to ask for, about someone who's being sh- uh, sorry this is making me very mad. I have to stop yelling this entire episode. I just yeah. think Zork. Yeah, I am calming myself down by thinking about Zork. Um
1: yeah, you see uh Riley, you see a chest in front of you. Uh open why uh, and
0: open. I'm opening it. In-
1: okay. uh there's ah, snakes. Shit, there's snakes in there. Her. Yeah. You, you lose. <laughs> uh
0: I've been eaten by a groo yet again. Um no, but it's like, these are re- legitimate questions to be asking about someone who's kind of the presumptive uh, uh, sort of in- person who's going to be in charge of civilian government in Canada. Like, yeah, was she an intellect? Like, this is reasonable things to ask. And I think like the idea that someone who was at least in the past, if not still more recently, uh, let's say, if not an intelligent agent, then deeply intelligence connected I think it it should be quite terrifying to people that someone like that is going to be at the head of, um, of civilian government, because we all know what happened till the last time a guy who was deeply intelligence connected was the head of a civilian government. Uh, and that's the guy (laughs) that fucking did JFK.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes. But let me ask you this, like, would, uh, would, would a private citizen working for an intelligence agency, uh, say, um, coerced soviet citizens into staging marches and rallies would uh would someone who was working for an intelligence agency deliver cash video and audio recording and even a personal computer to her contracts uh her contacts in ukraine as detailed by colonel stroy from the kgb why did, why did, uh, where did she get as a result the cash? of their surveillance of her that's a question that this article does students. not students answer. are famous for always having lots
0: of extra money
1: around to distribute i love to be a st- i love to be a student in the ukrainian ssr on uh on a visit in the late 1980s and have a computer to give yep. to someone uh,
0: i i have you know I, i've brought i've brought everything i need for class which includes um yeah like 30 uh of the cameras that you can like hide in a hat uh a, a, a newspaper with the eyes cut out <laughs> it's electric joy buzzer. It's more of a joke, I guess, than an intelligence thing. But yeah, like, yeah. This, is, this is clearly someone who's working in intelligence.
1: Like, well, well, how come? But like, I feel like I'm going crazy. How come nobody is interested in that? No one is interested in it because it's awesome and cool that she was there uh, fighting for democracy, you know, and nothing else and nothing else. She was there for no other reason than her love of democracy. But I was going to say, you know, as to who is paying for this, I think our listeners and and you and I, after, you know, our sort of deep dive into this period of her life can maybe point in the correct Mm -hmm. direction in that, uh, So she was writing articles for Radio Free Liberty. Radio Free Liberty, uh, notorious CIA cutout, also has deep, cultivated connections with the same Ukrainian diaspora she grew up in, um, including their offices in the United States and their international office. Uh, And it is, you know, uh, also the fact that her, uh, her partner, who's not mentioned in this article, but who we talk about in uh, in our episode on Freeland, um, her partner was actually himself working for Radio Free Liberty and was arrested by the KGB for disseminating uh, anti-Soviet propaganda at Red Army bases yes. in Ukraine. So, I mean, no, we couldn't possibly be. We can't say for we can't say for sure. But, you know, gee, if only there were some clues pointing us in the right direction. Like
0: you also like you can't like expect Simon Miles to write an article that will be critical of someone or sort of raise the issue that, say, maybe someone working in intelligence shouldn't also be the prime minister, right? Because like yes. that's just what he does. But the fact that every single other person who seems to be involved in Canadian media just either wants to say, uh, christopher Freeland is a girl boss and uh, the Soviet Union was trying to mansplain, uh, or uh you know christia freeland uh is has her own frazzle drip video right it's 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 th- those seem to be the yeah, only valences at which this person is being talked about
1: and that and that's why this whole issue is totally maddening i mean like the the most i i would say the most damning thing um pointing to obviously her being an intelligence asset working you know on <laughs> it's like it's like, of course, you can work for the CIA or a CIA cutout in the capacity that you are furthering the ends of your own very personal, like uh, nationalist yes. movement of which you were. Wait, part, are you right? suggesting like that that's... the CIA
0: might work hand in glove with uh, sort of nationalist, quasi-fascist elements in order to uh, <laughs> sort of resist and then shape the, resist uh, communism and then shape the transition from communism? I'm sorry, that doesn't sound uh, realistic.
1: I know it sounds crazy, right? But get this. So she used a Canadian diplomat at the embassy in Moscow. How come a student is using a
0: diplomat?
1: That is a question that this article does not answer. I've never used a diplomat, and I have a lot of degrees.
0: (laughs) I have three degrees, and I have never once in my life used a diplomat for anything.
1: Yeah. So this diplomat noted the KGB as bison and suspected of being a spy himself uh she was using that uh diplomat to send material abroad in the diplomatic pouch i have so much access to those
0: yeah, yeah i I, yeah. Just, I i loved always you know like uh, after a, after a long day uh of study you know uh just walking out of the uh of the radcliffe camera stretching my arms Ready to you know ready for an, just another an, another maybe some punting, but I'm just gonna quickly before I meet my friends uh by the river, I'm just quickly gonna go send some stuff in a diplomat you can just get the diplomatic bag uh at the Tesco's like that's fine, yeah oh,
1: totally you just go you get but the trick is you gotta go to the place where you send yeah. letters and, and instead of being like I need to send this airmail, you'd be like um i I need the diplomatic yeah. pouch oh is that is that and extra it,
0: it takes a uh well it's yeah, it's it takes a it, couple to get minutes the diplomatic bag at tesco's it's a 5p charge now sucks so stupid it's not even helping the environment it just means that if i'm gonna send like spy shit home from my assignment uh as a student in the uk uh i'm gonna have to like pay yeah. and i gonna have to like pay a small extra amount of money it's like a pain in the ass uh, here's an up passage exactly. from this article i would also like to talk about This is right beside that. She increasingly avoided major gatherings, lest her participation draw too much attention to her. And the Soviet secret police's subtle attempts to curtail her activities failed. Her teacher at Kyiv's Taras Shevchenko University on the KGB's orders increased her workload. But the student, ostensibly on a visa to study Ukrainian, was so fluent that she did not need to attend class in the first place in order to make grades, much to the KGB's chagrin. And the attitude of everybody reacting to this article as well has been like, ah that shows she's such a boss she's so she was she it's was like, like a, no
1: she just is knows how to speak fucking ukrainian but also is like that's it is a spy
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, that's that's why i feel so crazy about it. it's like no well you cannot you can't acknowledge that of course and and it's like it's so weird it's like all of the uh, very clear evidence of it is just being presented like while soy facing and so it's it's so hard because you just point it out, and then they say, "Yeah, isn't that
1: awesome?" And then their mouths go really wide open. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, the other thing that pops out to me here is that uh, the KGB's assessment of her. And remember, the the headline of this article is that she gained the respect of the KGB. I don't. Uh, the head. So this other this other point is basically that. The KGB's assessment of her is that she skillfully hid her actions, avoided surveillance, and expertly trafficked in misinformation. Uh-huh. Yeah, you um, can't be
0: doing that. When, misinformation no, is not No, and, good. and
1: it's, ir- it's ironic considering, you know, uh, one of the biggest diplomatic uh, catastrophes in recent Canadian history has been Christy Freeland's uh, Magnitsky acting and then subsequent expulsion of... Uh, uh Russian diplomats from Canada. Uh over alleged misinf Russian misinformation, yeah. which which uh I'll tell you what, Riley, plays a big role in the next okay, part of the right. so. All right. All right. So, I'm ready.
0: I'm I'm ready so, for this. I I'm 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 going to uh open open chest.
1: Open chest, yes. Uh snakes ah, I, again. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she her her career as a, a quote unquote student um, comes to an end when uh, customs agents uh, at the Moscow airport tipped off by the KGB search her luggage and find anti-Soviet material. This is when she's coming back to Russia from a uh, trip abroad to London. Even more worrying, they discover a how-to guide for running an election designed for use by non-communist party candidates campaigning for Ukrainian independence. (laughs) Um, She was then denied re-entry. Here's the end of this article. Some 30 years later, there is no love lost between Canada's deputy prime minister and the current leader of Russia, a former KGB officer, uh, Vladimir Putin. She still cannot fly into Moscow since 2014. Christia Freeland has once again become the target of Kremlin sanctions barred from entering the country. And to that, I have to say, there's another reason why <laughs> yeah, she's not, not allowed in ju- Russia. It's not just
0: Russia. because Russia like doesn't like girl bosses, right? It's That's the, not the, it. The,
1: the, the official reason is the Magnitsky sanctions that she uh, laid down uh, in, in 2015, 2016, I believe. The the real reason is that Christia Freeland's entire life, and in fact, her whole family, like we have to remember here that immediately following her expulsion from Russia, her mother would then go to Ukraine and write the constitution of the newly independent Ukraine, specifically about the ownership of private property and uh, the systems by which those laws would be adopted and enforced, while at the same time, her brother, Christia's uncle, would be coming into Ukraine as well, just a few months later, with a USAID cutout to help, quote unquote, privatize agricultural land. Mm-hmm. So I think they call that re That is re kulakization of Ukraine. So going back to, you know, the 19, you know, even back to her grandfather, going back to the 1940s, you have a single family just fucking with Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> on on you know following a a nationalist ideology um so that so that's i mean the end of this article is kind of it's kind of spurious like it's kind of making it out like, oh, she girl bossed her way around in her early twenties, and that's why Vladimir Putin hates her. It's just, it's very disingenuous.
0: Yeah. So, I'm just really shocked uh, that a like fucking I don't know, Harvard or whatever professor of public policy that's like a big Reagan uh, promoter <laughs> would engage in some disingenuity about like the desirability of having a uh, direct intelligence asset be in charge of civilian government. Also,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, just mind blowing. So, so I guess you know we got to ask. Well, maybe, maybe we should talk about the liberal response yeah, to this first. It. But uh, because, like the the, yeah, the reason so, that
0: we're talking about this, I think as well, we should point out is number one, yeah. it's very funny. Uh, number two um, uh, is that like, as we said earlier, this is all part of the Christia Freeland for PM. Like she wants to I think she wants to be like yeah, crowned PM. Right, she's made the leader of the Liberal Party becomes PM like Paul Martin, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think exactly. that's the game plan here, right? So think about yeah. yeah. This when is, we're talking about the significance but, of this article. Like, that's the context.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the. It, I don't think it takes. Uh, it doesn't take like a political genius to figure out why this particular special report, the Globe and Mail, was dropped immediately after the election. That you know was. I mean, it wasn't a squeaker, but it wasn't exactly like an overwhelming victory for the liberals either right
0: yeah like, it, an, an election after which fucking
1: nobody covered themselves in glory, yeah, exactly, like it was humiliation all around, like just uh just a cloudy gray day of an election yeah so so the the response to this was I was actually kind of surprised at the um at, at, at like how hot the fever got, but um you have people like Max Fawcett tweeting. Can we just let her be PM already?
0: Why not? Why the fuck not? Why ask anything about her? Why not just just all, all she? It's, 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 what's important is that I need someone who I, I need I need middle management representation, right? In, yeah. In, in in Sussex Drive, that's what we need. Yeah. Is I need someone I we, I need Canadian Hillary Clinton basically. Yes. Uh, but like more intelligence connected. <sighs>
1: Man and the Canadian Hillary Clinton thing too. This is you know like this is essentially a chance for uh, a, a certain demographic in Canada to relitigate the 2016 election and relitigate uh, Russia Gate. You know, yeah. Here we can have Russia
0: Gate. Russia Gate, which happened to another country. Yes, <laughs> we're really It's like it's like the, the, you were saying this to me earlier, but like the Russia Gate thing, like. It didn't really ever sort of get outside of... It never really ended up affecting uh, American... Like It just became something people posted about, right? Like, yep. it became it became stuff that, like, you know, like... Boom, boomer parents posted about different halves of it. It was either... It was the Russiagate of, you know, um, as... Uh, 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 of like you know which different fbi agents knew each other or there's the Russia Gate of uh you know vladimir putin uh you know texted american voters uh, to tell them that the election was on a different day yeah um but or like but like that never got beyond the realm of just like cable news and like facebook posts in america right yeah. but it is now like russiagate has worked in canada it has like, like we just we just watched America so closely that we actually let like the busy box that was Gate shape our actual politics.
1: And it has definitely brain poisoned this entire uh, demographic of people who really want to see Christia Freeland be the next prime minister of Canada, including, you know, Maximum Fawcett. And like mm-hmm. the responses to this tweet were like, I, I pulled a couple. Um, yeah, of course. This is just like Atomic Blonde. The mo- yeah, the- yeah,
0: man. It's just like that. It's just like that movie, uh, I, I, because it's basically what they're really just saying is like in the spec in my favorite show, the news, mm-hmm. Christia Freeland is the good guy. Yes, yeah, she's the yeah. girl boss <laughs> fighting evil. Uh, she's as- the protagonist of the news to these people, and they want the protagonist of the news to win. And that was kind of like the the same thing that people thought about Hillary Clinton in the spectacle of American politics. She seemed like kind of the main character. And this is how the story was supposed to go for people who, like, want to feel good about having the world's greatest middle
1: manager in the top job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, like, when you get comments like, uh, she is fighting the Putinization of the White House, or we have a real Canadian James Bond, or amazing work in Venezuela... uh,
0: Why would you want James Bond to be the prime minister? (laughs)
1: Seriously...
0: But all you're saying is this: this is cool, and it makes me feel cool to look at and think about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, these people yeah. live in a in a fantasy world, and part of that fantasy world has been shaped by the way that RussiaGate uh, and and the RussiaGate narratives that a lot of our uh, Canadian media stars uh, mm. uh, perpetrated and pushed into the media sphere. The way those narratives perfectly interface with the childhoods of the people who are now talking about whatever the Putinization of the White House is. And what I mean is it's a comfortable villain. So this article in a way is perfect. You have these people who remember growing up with the vague idea of a cold war and this great enemy to the east, uh, the threat of nuclear annihilation. You've got plucky Christia fighting for freedom. And what? Oh, the Russians are here again. It's easy. It's comfortable. You know like
0: mm-hmm. and, and it's and it's this it's the same story it's this it's the comfortable st- it's you don't have to like contend with say the, the let's say the um the evil being in the institutions of your own country but that's the thing the evil isn't is in the institutions of our country but we're taking the one of the like I don't know uh, ablative distractive narratives from a different
1: fucking country, and that's just so embarrassing <laughs> it is very embarrassing so you know when the ev- inevitable criticism to uh the the overwhelming like just soy facing about this article started rolling in, the response by this liberal contingent was very predictable um they basically started accusing anyone of questioning Christie's political background any of her accomplishments of which it seems very difficult to drag up any material examples of uh they started calling those people russian bots or chinese bots and in one hilarious high profile case of mistaken identity uh the dprk ice hockey foundation which is of course the joke handle of a canadian communist (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was there was a person who was very loudly melting down on twitter thinking that the and, dprk ice hockey federation was sowing disinformatia to smear Christian.
0: and like as as much as it's fun to talk about posts right i think they actually do give you a window into how people are interacting with this bit of the spectacle and how that's going to like Shape the way they see politics. I like, think yes. like these are good as examples of of sort of seeing politics as a fandom for a person who, like you, just because if you a fan, it's it's why it's so fundamentally conservative. That's why you know a, a an old Reagan bod is going to be able to be get in support, of, a, of what's supposed to be our sort of like um, centrist or left of cent or slightly left of center party, especially by American standards, right? Yeah, um, is that. Is that if if your whole politics is based around the fandom of a person, you know, whether that's and, and that and just because of that person's innate goodness, they will run the machinery of the state in a good way, in a way that is good and, and allows good to cascade down from them, which is basically kind of like a, a, a great chain of being way of looking at the world. Yeah. It's a way of saying th- these institutions aren't good or bad. They're a reflection of the goodness or the badness. Of the prime minister, who's like the the who's like the king, who's the, ki- who, who's the king of the land, yeah, uh, or in this case the queen, the queen and, and, of the and land. And so, you better you, believe rather it. than, and so it's a way to be deeply politically engaged while simultaneously being utterly disengaged from any of the levers of sort of actual power or change.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I have to I have to reiterate like again we went over it in our freeland episode but there is very little meat on on the bone of accomplishment here you know you have um you know all the all this all this work for uh you know uh ukrainian nationalist movement aside this personal family crusade aside uh in in just very real material politics you have a failed attempt to um swing South American politics towards further towards neoliberalism with uh, Maduro and the involvement in the Lima group. Total fucking disaster. Uh you have negotiations with NAFTA. You have like a complete souring and severing of relationships with uh with Russia. You know, uh you have the first act as finance minister, uh liaisoning with the CFIB, an organization that has uh little tabs on their webpage for how to bust a union you know <laughs> like like it's hard for me to imagine getting excited about this person but i, I really now feel like i understand how americans felt um during hillary fever so mm-hmm. like um but but here's another thing um yeah i know we're probably going to go a little long but i no, th- that's
0: fine. Th- we, we, we got Freeland fever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't get out of it, man. I, I can't be responsible for. I will not be res- held responsible for anything I say. <laughs> parody, um, but this is not parody. This is real. So, uh, another interesting knock-on effect here is the effectiveness of this propaganda, uh, this propaganda campaign to equivocate Nazism and communism. So, you'll remember we. Basically, lined out how this ideology took shape and who was responsible for forming it, and uh, it, a lot of it is a Canadian invention. It is uh, completely centered around these diaspora communities who venerate people like Stepan Bandera, um, who uh, believe in this, you know, dream of a greater Galicia or, you know, pick your Baltic country or Poland. Um, to equivocate nazism and communism like this and this was something that these groups worked very hard to uh enshrine into the canadian psyche and it fucking worked because in a lot of the defenses of freeland and her involvement with fascist elements in ukraine you get stuff like this and i'm going to read this i'm not i'm going to say who posted this but i think this is the best example. Uh, this was a response to someone um, challenging, challenging the person on, uh, on, on Christia's her life, basically, her, her life's work promoting this ideology. And the post says, it's important to understand that Ukraine was caught between the two original communist powers fighting to own it before Western democracies joined to make it a world war. Ukrainians were on their own between Russia and Germany, not Germany and the rest of us. Can you yeah. can you find the what sticks out to you in that Riley?
0: I I I mean, cla- the classic the classic German communism, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think is she talking about like what like 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 the revolutions of 1848? Is it the League of the Just before it became the Communist League? Uh is it like like one of the other young hegelians who
1: wasn't Marx? Oh, uh, one of the, yeah, one of the, uh also Rans. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: she's she's talking about fucking yeah she, oh, oh I get it, so she's an anarchist that makes sense uh no she's just she's just a big fan of Proudhon. I assume that's what it is
1: so you see that you see that uh repeated over and over and over again when uh you know anyone tries to challenge this narrative that's being spun by the media that is all wrapped up in misunderstandings of Russiagate or just general brain poisoning or like a complete failure to analyze World War two history or identify nazis and communists as literal like mortal enemies (laughs) there if that's the level of understanding of of the freeland fandom then you know i don't i don't think there's any getting through to them right well i don't think there ever was getting through to them
0: right because these are these are middle managers who want to see someone like who want representation right that's basically what it's representation of middle manager type of qualities competence, diligence, responsibility, flawless Ukrainian diplomatic contacts, uh, a, a competence in spy tradecraft. But no, it, it's the whole point, right, is that you get excited yeah. about someone who you think is a serious person doing a serious job and doing it like how you would do it. You know, it's why Donald Trump got there. It's like Donald Trump was the object of veneration of like all the small business owners and it's why exactly. hillary was the veneration of the people who like you know all um who, the, the, the people who like you know developed an adderall habit while trying to get a 4.0 um <laughs> it's and christia freeland's just kind of this echo in some ways vi- aesthetically is an echo of that but i think is like much more insidious if only because of her direct connections to, with stuff like you know the with like Ukrainian nationalist movements, uh, security service, like intelligence services, and things of that nature.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I have a little example here from from today. Uh, today being October fourteenth, um, this just happened today, and I think this is this is what you get when you don't contextualize things when you just kind of let this stuff slide as as a nation, you know. So today is the uh, Ukrainian National Defenders and Defendresses mm-hmm. Day. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a bit of Canadian influence there. Um, it is a, it's a holiday with a long tradition stretching all the way back to 2015 um, when uh, where basically people marched to celebrate the founding of the Ukrainian insurgent army and, and basically uh, wave flags for Stepan Bandera. Yeah. So our own CAF, posted a special slava ukrainia video last oh, night you shouldn't to show support you shouldn't be posting that they sure did riley they posted they posted the shit out of it it's uh-huh. uh it's pretty shitty um so they last night they posted this slava ukrainia video but showing support for the defenders and today in kiev right sector as a battalions voda and uh you know, all all your faves, all the usual subject, su- uh, suspects were out in force holding banners saying stuff like, and I shit you not, white lives matter in Ukrainian and English, which uh-huh. is not, not much of an improvement from last year's banner, which read, occupation and robbery by a Jewish clan.
0: Uh-huh. So what we're basically doing is, it's like if, are we suggesting that this is like if It's like a version of Hillary Clinton that would have been like really on board with the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. Sort of,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That's pretty If We wanted to draw an an
0: allegory back to American politics like we always do on the uh, Canadian politics show that we do. Exactly.
1: And I I, like, I got to say, you know, Ukraine is in the middle right now, specifically right now, of insane political chaos and infighting, um, which is hopefully something we're going to cover in the coming months. It's not all neo-nazis and i think it's totally reductive to view ukraine in that way Mm. and i I think in a way it's almost playing into this like galician supremacy movement that is part of uh this nationalist this long-standing nationalist movement but you know the way that country is is in no small part due to that same movement the movement that freeland and her family have spent their lives being a part of and fighting for and it's not good like it is uh you could say a failure
0: you're you're going to be asked by our you know servile media to um i think quite uncritically celebrate someone uh who, through you know uh history and family and stuff, is slightly more aligned with that uh say uh right wing <laughs> view of things right you're <laughs> going to be a you're and you're going to be asked to, to to celebrate it or accept this narrative or whatever. Uh, on the basis yes. that uh, she is uh, uh, competent and it's her turn, and uh, you know she's earned it, basically. And you're gonna yes. ask, you're gonna, you're gonna be asked to ignore uh, all of the stuff that we've been talking about.
1: Exactly, and not just the Ukrainian stuff. You're gonna be asked to ignore her literal track record as Minister of Foreign Affairs, Finance Minister, Deputy PM. Uh, you're gonna be asked to take another. Uh, to just pour yourself another generous glass of that uh, Pinot Grigio, you know, <laughs> the one you like so much, and just don't think about it. Just don't think yeah, about it. Just don't think about it. Take you a big what? drink. Hey,
0: you're in you're in Canada, buddy. Uh, chances are
1: you're in you're sitting in the Lazy River. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's Dog River, maybe it's the Cowichan River. It Doesn't matter what river it is. What matters is it's lazy. Yeah, exactly. And it's comfortable.
0: You're sitting in the Lazy River. You're having a good time. Just don't think about anything too much.
1: It's true. But sometime in the future, your monitor will ask you a question. It will say, uh, "East Freeland, West, uh, some horrible, worse version of Aaron O'Toole that the uh, Conservative Party has decanted." You know, of course, they, they, and, they've uh, made
0: another one in the vat. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah, you're actually going to have to uh, make a decision at some point.
0: Uh, uh, north, write in Dan and Riley to be co prime ministers that's what i was hoping you were yeah,
1: gonna say that's north uh you know what riley we could zork our way out of this <laughs> yeah, shit we're gonna
0: zork it that's fine we're going back to back to zork yeah all right <laughs> back to zork Fuck the fans, Fuck the fans. <laughs> we're going back to zork <laughs> we're being we're, we're we're back to the zork cast in our comfort zone exactly. anyway uh i think that that probably about wraps wraps us up for today i suppose.
1: Yeah. Phew. Oh, uh, a little, little sweaty from all that. I feel like that news cycle was designed specifically to make me go crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> crazy. Yes. Yeah. Um, all of this is it, it's it's like a, it's I mean, I, I try not to get we're talking about the spectacle and and sometimes like you look at the spectacle and it just wraps itself around your face like the mask from the movie mask. Mm-hmm. The mask, sorry. Exactly. Um yeah, it's cool.
1: The Ukraine, the mask. That's the easy way to remember yeah, it. That's it. You remember the the Ukraine is correct, so the mask.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Uh that's about it. Uh so thanks for listening. Uh don't forget we've got a Patreon, seven bucks a month uh for a second episode every week. You know the deal. Uh seven Canadian dollars. So we are in line with the dominant pricing model of the industry. That is correct. That's right. Don't you forget it. Uh, And uh if not enough of you sign up, uh it's gonna be more Zork Talk next week.
1: Uh so much more Zork talk. You want to hear you want you want to hear about Lord British's uh over overlying ideology for all of the Ultima games? (laughs) Uh don't don't uh don't test me.
0: Or if you say that you're not gonna donate to the Patreon just because you want us to do Zork Talk, we're gonna do two episodes. One with Zork talk and one with no Zork talk, and we're gonna distribute the ones with no Zork talk to the ones of the of the, those of you that want the episodes of Zork talk, and vice versa. <laughs> so don't think you're gonna be able to outsmart us with your little mind games and your reverse psychology, because we've already outthought you. We've already gone to Ukraine on student visas with uh, to to try and like distribute <laughs> you know uh, 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 Chromebooks to copies yeah. of Zork, yeah, distribute copies of Zork on Chromebooks to, to students so they can learn about freedom.
1: <laughs> oh. Dimitri, uh, this game is so strange. (laughs) North, east, south, west. Everyone says democracy. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.